Welcome to The Lifted Podcast. I'm your host, Helen Dunham, and this is a place for us to talk about what we're doing every day to raise our vibration and understand ourselves more deeply as energetic beings and co-creators. And if you're new here, I'm so grateful and happy that you found the show. I'm Helen. I'm a confidence and business mentor for women. And my whole purpose is to help you clear out any mental or spiritual blocks that are keeping you from leading the most happy, fulfilling, successful life that you could possibly lead. This podcast is about diving into the root core issues that might keep us from living in that highest vibration, learning how to alchemize that, and above all, holding space for our humanity as we explore the depths of what it means to be a human being. Okay, my darlings, I'm excited about today's episode. This is going to be a fun one. We're going to strip it back and I'm going to talk to you about what my rising rituals are looking like and what my evening rituals are looking like. This will be a short and sweet fun one together. Maybe you'll get some new ideas. We can talk about some of these modalities and how it leans into our healing and our happiness and overall contentment. And I've been thinking about that word contentment a lot because all of this, you know, work that we're doing on ourselves to lead happier lives is, in my opinion, ultimately to create more peace and contentment throughout our day to day and even in the mundane moments so that we don't have these major dips of feeling out of alignment and unhappy, but we actually just feel content like, yep, everything's okay. Everything's okay. It's all good. That's that's what's been feeling really good. It's not this anxiety about what's coming. It's not just like marinating on the past or whatever. It's just, okay, everything's all right right now. That feels like contentment to me. And that comes in with just injecting more moments of happiness intentionally and more moments of meaning and purpose and intentionality and connection more into our day to day. And so that's where our rituals can come in and why it's so helpful to have some level of structure throughout our days. And this often comes up when I'm, you know, meeting with clients and in the the first weeks together, we're talking about creating routines and structure. And we talk about structure and some people are very resistant to that uh, because they're afraid that it will take away their freedom. But what I would love to bring to mind here and encourage us to consider is that within structure, there is so much freedom. Um, And you can play with your structure. It doesn't have to mean like jail. (laughs) It is there for your well-being. And it can be a toolkit that you pick and choose from. And by no means do I beat myself up if for some reason, you know, I fall off or, you know, I I don't do something during the day. I don't journal or I don't meditate. That's okay. It's just looking back. If I have some level of structure and I have been implementing some of these moments in routine, Uh, it creates a life that just feels more fulfilling, more grounded, and really gives me a sense of pride and confidence in myself for showing up for myself on a daily basis. So I really like to keep in mind that even though we can implement structure, it doesn't have to mean that life is filled with rigidity. It's actually supposed to be designed to give us more ease and flow, flexibility throughout our days. And also it helps us to set energetic boundaries with ourselves and with the people around us. There is a real beauty to discipline uh, that comes through our rituals. And there's so much growth to be had in there because honestly, success is built on daily, daily habits and daily implementations and these moments. 
So it's really about consistency at the end of the day, if we're thinking about success in, in what we're building and whether it's mental health or whether it's in finance and business and anything that we're trying to build, consistency is at the root of everything. So if we can implement these routines without beating ourselves up or making it so harsh, if we can just understand that the more we do these routines, the more consistency that we build, the more that we're going to get out of it on the back end. And this is really an act of devotion to the higher self that you are evolving into. So it's really an honoring of who you are and who you're becoming. By leaning into our rituals and our routines, we're sending out a flare, a signal to the universe that says, I care about you. I love you. I'm putting your well-being first and foremost before anybody else or anything. Like your well-being is what matters first. So those are the energetics behind what's going on here. So there's space for all of us. There's space for a lot of flexibility it can change and flow. And, you know, I think as we lean into it and we just give ourselves some time to commit to it, it feels, we feel like we have a happier life at our hands. Okay. Here we go. Here we go, my friends. Okay. So to start the day, here's what I've been doing. Well, I don't know if I just mentioned this already because I had to restart this episode, but, um, I have notoriously been a night owl whether that's because I'm a projector and a cancerian ruled by the moon, I get very creative at night. I don't know what goes on, but I, I, I mean, in the past, I've just always been someone who stays up till like 2 a.m. I get up around 9.30. I'm just like, I just really thrive in the nighttime. But recently I've been having a very honest check-in with myself to audit my evenings and be like, okay, so I've always said that I get really creative at night and all these things happen at night, but how often am I actually producing something of value? How deeply is this truly serving me? Could it wait until the daylight hours so that I can get my circadian rhythm more on track with the sun cycles? Like, let's just play with a little experiment here. So I have been shifting this up so that I'm making sure that I'm going to sleep and in bed by 1130 and I'm waking up more like 730, eight o'clock, 8am latest, I'm out of bed. So, um, I've been feeling really good. I've been doing this for the last couple of weeks and I've certainly done this in the past where I'll be on this streak of like early risings. For me, that's that's early uh, for, you know, a couple months at a time and then I'll kind of fall off. I'll go back to late nights. But for now, this feels really good, especially as I'm leading up to a new change in my business. I've got a lot of things to do right now. You know, a lot of things that need my heightened mind and I'm working better on these backend things and website design, all these things better in the morning. So uh, it feels feels a lot more potent. So what I've been doing to help me get up earlier and on time is I bought just a regular clock to have by my bed and I leave my phone charging in the kitchen outside of the bedroom so that when I wake up, I don't even look at my phone to check the time because I know if I'm going to check the phone, I'm going to start scrolling or replying to people or whatever. So it's been really helpful to just wake up to just, you know, an actual clock next to the bed, check the time. And what I found is that, you know, after a few days of rising at this new time, I don't even need an alarm to wake up anymore. My body is naturally waking me up so beautifully. And then I'm easing into the day much more gracefully. You know, my phone's not coming with me into the bathroom or as I get dressed or anything, it just stays off and in the kitchen. And then I check it when I'm truly ready. And, um, and I'm really waking up because I think what was happening was that I was looking at my phone to like wake up my brain because I was so tired in the morning. But now I'm feeling a lot, 
you know, better about just rising, giving myself a little stretch. And it's okay if I'm like a little groggy at first, splash some water on my face. I'm finding new ways to wake up my brain basically that have nothing to do with the phone. And it, you know, it sets you, I'm sure we hear people talk about this all the time. Like it puts you first so that you're not giving your day away to someone else when you check your phone. Like, because immediately when you start replying to people, as you wake up and start to check other things, you've given your power away first thing in the morning. So it's a real grounding practice to leave our phone just away for just even like 10, 15 minutes while you integrate into the day, into the sunshine, you know, and um, on the note of of language for a moment, I, I really try to call this a rising ritual instead of my morning routine, because the word morning also relates to grief and death, you know, so I have really been calling this a rising ritual as much as possible and just integrating that language in more because it feels more light, it feels more alive and vibrant to call it a rising a ritual instead of a morning routine that feels harsh and a little more constructive. So even when I say morning now, I'm kind of associating it in my mind and in, in my psyche with the rising, which feels better. So after I, uh, you know, I wake up here, I go into the bathroom and I gua sha. So I love this. Um, I love gua shaing. It's like lymphatic drainage. It feels so nice to just massage the face. I massage my face with my hands first, and then I go in with my jade gua sha. And I just use like argan oil to, as the foundation of uh, the base for my face. And I just do like 10 minutes of massage. And while I'm doing that, I'm looking directly in my own eyes and I'm telling myself, I love you. Today's going to be an amazing day. I'm so proud of you. You're doing such a great job. And I will play my custom affirmations from my voice notes. It's just about two minutes long with affirmations that I have. I frequently update it every couple months, depending on what self-limiting beliefs I'm clearing out and what new, uh, more expansive ones I'm implementing. I'll listen to those affirmations. Right now, it's very much grounded in safety. Like it's safe for me to be seen. It's safe for me to expand and prosper. I'm great at managing large amounts of money. I love who I am. I find so many like-minded souls in Portland. So things that I'm expanding into that have me feeling better and more empowered, I will just gua sha and I'll listen to those. And once that is done, I will make sure that I make my bed. Um, I let my sheets, like I don't make my bed first thing in the morning. I, this might sound a little funny, but I've heard that like, if you make your bed immediately, like we sweat so much at night that we don't want to trap in any of that bacteria into the bed. Like for it. So I like literally just like air out my sheets um, I even open up the windows, which is such a like a European kind of Italian thing to do. Open up all the windows, let that fresh air come in into the house, even if it's cold. Like I just air out the home. I air out my sheets, um, you know, and just bring that freshness into the house first and foremost. Sometimes I'll burn some Palo Santo and bring smoke into the house. And then I light candles so that there's this feeling of peace and kind of like divinity in the house. And uh, I say house, I live in an apartment. <laughs> 
And yeah, that has me feeling really good. Um, and then I'll make the bed and I'll just make sure everything's feeling clean. I might do a little vacuuming, a little dusting. I just want to make sure that I wake up to the most peaceful, clean and clear environment. A clear space is a clear mind. Yeah. So then I will, I'll get dressed and I'll typically put on like workout clothes to go outside because I like to start my days with a run or like a a brisk walk by the water. So I will already have those clothes laid out so that it's super easy. I don't even think about it. I just pop on my shoes, my hat, my sweatshirt, my vest to get ready to go for a little run. And um, once my clothes are on, then I will, you know, then I'm kind of ready. And that just putting on those clothes energizes me a little bit. Um, And then I will have my coffee and I'll sit and I'll usually FaceTime my sister (laughs) to say good morning. That always has me like feeling good and connected. And um, I'll have my coffee while I sit by the window and just kind of integrate, sit in the sunlight for a moment. People watch, see what's going on outside on the streets. And while I have my coffee, I'll just maybe journal. I journal most days. And when I journal, I, I, write down what I'm grateful for. I do a little audit of like, what's just happening in life. I do just straight up documentation. Like, here's what I'm doing. Here's what I did yesterday. Things that stuck out because, you know, I don't want to forget, you know, I want to be able to look at this collection of journals, like, you know, kind of an autobiography someday and be able to put together all these pieces of my life story. So I really try to document a lot of what's going on. So yes, mixing in the feelings and the emotions I'm moving through, but definitely documenting. And I remember my grandfather saying this, he's like, write down like what the gas prices are, what's going on in technology, what's going on with politics. There's just so much going on, especially right now as we're progressing into this completely new technological world with the advancement of AI, like we are truly on the precipice of evolution in a whole new way right now. So I'm trying to write down what's going on with open AI as I'm learning how to use that and, you know, books I'm reading and who's famous right now. Why are they famous? What's going on in the world? What's going on with climate change? Um, with the indigenous people's movement, everything. So that's just good to note, like write down what's going on in the world as well so that this doesn't kind of slip away. This is history that we're witnessing and that we're moving through. Um, Yeah, then I will do an oil poll somewhere in here a few times a week. Um, And I've been using olive oil actually because this is an Ayurvedic technique and I usually would use coconut oil, but it's so cold that my coconut oil (laughs) keeps freezing. But I recently discovered that you can use any oil to do this. So I've been using olive oil and I just like, you know, couple, couple tablespoons in there and I just swish that around in my mouth for like five to 10 minutes, as long as I can go, honestly. This is an ancient Ayurvedic technique that really gets into our gums and in between our teeth to pull out any of that plaque and those toxins um, and cleanse the system. And then spit that out, of course, do not swallow that. <laughs> so we do that oil pull. And then um, let's see, I'm just looking at my little list here. Yeah, that's pretty much it, to be honest. And then I get outside and I go for my walk. I love seeing the water as a water sign, as a Cancerian. It really heals and nourishes me to be outside by the water. And especially on like a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, when I'm having client calls all day, it really is important to like get outside while the sun is still out. And like that might be the one hour that I spend outside during the day if I'm not doing errands later in the day, like that is just really essential for grounding and taking that 
that really sacred space because then I go into, you know, work mode, which is so fun for me to be at work, but it's like, that might be the only time I really get outside. So that's really important to do that first, because I find that like, if I say, oh, I'll just do it later in the day, it doesn't happen. So it's like being really disciplined with making sure this all gets done in the beginning of the day is really essential. And then, oh, of course, five minutes of stillness. And it honestly can be standing, just staring outside into the sky, like five minutes of stillness. I will set my insight timer. Sometimes it's five, sometimes it's 10, sometimes it's 20. If I'm doing a more extensive day meditation where I'm just like sitting, sometimes I have my eyes closed. Sometimes I'm gazing at a a candle. Sometimes I'm doing um, mantra with my mala beads. Sometimes I'm just sitting and staring out the window and just being present. But I'm giving myself that space to just think, to pray. I certainly pray. I call upon my ancestors, my angels, my guides, any deities that I'm working with, like Lakshmi, Ganesha, Archangel Gabriel. I will call upon whatever energies I'm working with and speak through, you know, I'll speak and say, you know, I'm calling in support for this. Um, I'm opening and expanding my heart to receive this. Here is what I'm navigating. Thank you so much, Spirit, for this support and this groundedness. And I will intentionally open up my third eye, open up my crown chakra, perhaps doing a little breathing to activate that. And yeah, so I mean, I'm constantly talking to spirit throughout the day. I'm constantly just opening up this dialogue with God and with my ancestors and just speaking through gratitude and just anchoring in there. That keeps me in that state. And I really find that it helps me to trust myself and to kind of be a channel, especially when I'm working with my clients. This has helped me to be much more confident when I go in to meet with them. I know that I've been taking care of my own spirit so then I can channel what's necessary for them. And what happens with that, the more I connect with spirit and the more I focus on opening up my third eye, the more synchronistic moments I find with my client sessions, because I consider the relationships that I have with the women in my container to be very sacred and very purposed and intentional. You know, these are bonds that are formed between us. So I pray for my clients throughout the day. I think about what they're experiencing and how I can be of service to them. And then when I enter a session with somebody, often there will be these magical moments where I'll feel like, okay, we need to talk about your grandmother today, or, okay, let's talk about your relationship with food today. And there will, will often be points where it's like, oh my God, I didn't, I can't believe I had that written down. I can't believe you said that. And that's, I think, the spiritual connection. That is the level of intentionality that's coming in from both ends. You know, this, yeah, this bond that is formed between us as women. And I think that we all have access to these claircognizant abilities and these, you know, psychic kind of activations that can happen. The more that we lean into and ask for help and open up these chakra points to say, I'm open and ready to receive. And yeah, that's been something I'm getting more excited about, you know, and welcoming in more and more so that I can bring that into my work and lean into that self-trust. And yeah, so prayer is certainly in there. Mm -hmm. Okay. Then just throughout the day, I'm just making sure I breathe. I have these moments of silence throughout the day in between client sessions, making sure that when I'm eating a meal, I am only eating, I'm staying centered. Um, making sure I can be as intentional as possible with all of those activities. 
And then in the evening, what I will do first is like when the day closes, I will, I'll draw a bath. I cannot wait for my bath time every day. Like I, I take a bath without fail every night. It's my favorite part of the night. I light candles. I have my bath. I put some Epsom salts in there. I soak in the bath and I'll usually like watch a YouTube video. Maybe like I'll watch a Joe Rogan podcast or I'll watch like a tarot card reading and I recently heard somebody, you know, saying, you know, it's silly to be watching tarot card polls or oracle polls from people. And I totally understand that if we're relying on that, like a future predictor. But when I listen to some of my favorite card readers poll or I watch it, I only tune into the most positive frequencies. You know, it's kind of like the placebo effect. We start to feel it's like heightening my energy. So I'm like, okay, all of these amazing things are coming in for me. And here's where I can bring more awareness. And I only keep in my heart what feels most expansive. So it's honestly kind of like when I watch an Oracle card pull or a tarot card pull from people that I trust and really resonate with, and I see as kind of like channeling, um, it feels almost like a uh, an affirmation or a meditation in ways where I'm just like opening up my spirit to welcome in more of that positivity. I will never tune into somebody who is a disaster prophesizing, if you will, and telling me to watch out for something. It's just like, no, same with astrology. Um, I'm just like, it's only here to expand my heart. And that's that's the effect that I intentionally put into place. Then after I get out of the bath, I will lay on my back on my bed and I'll put my feet up on the wall for about 10 minutes so that all that blood drains out of my legs and into the heart space, into the head. I've actually heard that as you allow your blood to rush down from your feet into your heart and into your head, it can help with hair growth and circulation. There's so many benefits to inversions and putting your feet up on the wall. So I will do that. And I remember doing that as a kid all the time. And that just really brought me into that parasympathetic state where it would calm us down, but I never knew why I did that. And then, you know, of course there is always a meaning to it. So, um, inversions have been so helpful. I will get into my comfy clothes as soon as possible. So I'm just like super comfy, super warm. I like always have candles burning as well. I try to stop eating around eight o'clock and just have tea from there on out. Of course, I don't always do that. But when I can remember to do that, that feels really good to just switch to tea around eight o'clock. I'll watch a documentary or a film that I'm interested in. Um, And I've talked about this before, but I really do not tune into anything that is scary or certainly never horror or anything more like really dark. I just don't tune into that. I'm like totally down for a good heist. I love action movies. Honestly, I really love like, you know, high energy action, like, uh, like Ocean's 11 or Ocean's 12, the whole ocean series. I love like, you know, I love anything like that. You know, it's, I just, I'm so down for it, but anything that is going to bring in deep fear, absolutely not like literally no. So that's where I'm at with the media consumption, just making sure that it's exciting. It it lifts me instead of depletes me. Um, I'll make sure that I clean my whole place before I go to bed so that I wake up with a clean slate, do anything like that. And then I will usually do a visualization as I go to bed, like my kind of personal hypnosis. So excuse me, what I will do is like once a month or every couple months, I will write down like 10 things that I'm manifesting and calling in. And I'll write that out in my in my notes. And then I will speak that into my voice notes. So 
um, I'll say it like this, like I'll say, I see myself as the healthiest, strongest, most effective version of myself. And I'll, I'll visualize how my hair looks, like how my skin looks, how my body looks. So I'll think about health. What does optimal health look like for me? I'm also working on opening up my heart to, to dating and to receiving a partner and a a big self-limiting belief I have been having in in Portland is like, I'm never going to find anybody here to date. Like the guys I want to date just aren't in Portland. So I'm still moving through that, but I will visualize myself like meeting all of these fabulous people and building a community in Portland. And then I'll visualize myself traveling. So sorry, I'm not being too specific about this. So what I'll do in my voice notes is I'll say, visualize yourself in your most healthiest state. And then I'll pause for a minute. Then I'll do the next one. Visualize yourself dating an amazing guy in Portland. Pause for a minute. Visualize yourself looking at your bank account and seeing this number. Pause for a minute. Visualize yourself aligning with your soulmate clients. Pause for a minute. Visualize yourself traveling and going to this place. Pause for a minute. So at at the end of that, I'll have about a 10 minute visualization practice. And then I'll turn on like binaural beats in the background and I'll listen to that so that I get the prompt. I get the visualization prompt and then I will actually visualize it for a full minute. Then I'll get the next prompt. I'll visualize it for a full minute. That's been really, really helpful. And it's so relaxing and you really get into this deeper state with those binaural beats and I'll get all cozy in bed and I'll just, I'll listen to that. And that right there will reprogram the subconscious pretty effectively. Yeah, I think that is it, you guys. I'm just... That's kind of my rising and evening ritual right there. I'm trying to think of the if there's anything else I'm forgetting. Yeah, for sure. Like I always have a book of poetry next to me, whether that's David White or something else. I'll have books that I pick up and, you know, try to read a few pages from here and there. Um, I am trying to bring that more into my rising ritual to make more space for reading. But like my rising rituals for sure can get up to like two hours long. Like I'll be getting up at like 7 30, 8 o'clock. And then finally by 10 30, I'm ready to actually sit down and get to work. Um, but I think if I could just say anything, if th- there's the most important thing out of any of these is to create that moment of stillness with yourself. If you take anything from this, bring in those five minutes of stillness where you just set your insight timer for five minutes and you just stand or sit in stillness and exist with yourself. That will alleviate loneliness. It will alleviate self-consciousness. I, I truly believe this. This is why meditation has been the most potent practice I've ever brought into my life. It's the courage to sit with yourself, fully witness yourself and accept yourself in all forms. And when we have this practice, when we're simply in observation of our experience, we begin to realize that we are consciousness experiencing the thoughts and that we actually have control over our thoughts in so many ways. And that they're just cycles and loops and that we can get in there and start to implement new changes as we bear witness to our experience. This is the most empowering thing we could possibly do. It starts to have us enjoying our own company It gives us the pleasure of being alone eventually as you bring in this practice more and more. So if you could do anything, just implement a practice where you are sitting with yourself, closing your eyes and going inward. You don't need to do anything. You don't need to be thinking anything, just not even erasing thoughts, nothing like that. Just witnessing what comes up, 
allowing anything and everything to come up. Weird thoughts will come in. Cool thoughts will anything, anything, just let it come in. There is no wrong way to do it. Just sit still, (laughs) just sit still and you got it. Okay. Hopefully this was expansive for you. And, um, I love you so much. The last thing I'll say is that my mentorship series is still open for enrollment. My business will be changing in quite a big way in April. So if you've been wanting to work with me in mentorship in this beautiful one-on-one experience, whether you are building and growing a business or you are going through a healing journey and you're at a crossroads and you are crossing a threshold and need help navigating this threshold, I'm here for you. You know where to go. Just go to HelenDenham.com and check that out. Book a free power session with me and uh, we'll talk about what's going on for you. So those are my updates. I love you so much and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you for being here.